Hello and welcome to this podcast trailer of Sam's Alternative slash Sam Saturday 4 Hours of Power podcast 3 of 3 part 1. On this part of the podcast I'll be chatting to Liam and also Jesse from New South Wales metal band Inherit Nothing about how the band formed, how they came up with the band name, what the response has been like for of course Surrounded by Wolves. We will also play one last shot in part 2 of the podcast and see what's happening with them in the future with gigs and also music. So why don't we get into the podcast interview with Jesse and Liam from, of course, Inherit Nothing. Hope you enjoy it. Here it is. Hey, Liam. How you doing? Yeah, good, man. Good. Ah, it's finally good to chat to you. Yeah, likewise. Yeah. Sorry about the screw up earlier. I should have messaged that a bit better saying five to eight instead of uh, five to eight. No, that's all good. That's all good, man. Um, yeah. Nah. Things happen. How, how's everything, anyways? Yeah, no, things are pretty well on my end here in Warrigal. About, I don't know how far Lavington is from Warrigal in Victoria, but it's a long way. I think I think from my place in West Wodonga, um, so just over the border from Levy and Aubrey there. Um, I think it, I think the trip was about five and a half hours, but that's also you know cutting through um, you know a bit of Melbourne's busy highway and stuff. So, yep. but yeah, no, it's a little bit of a trip, but yeah, <laughs> I think we're um, we got a show in July, uh, July, uh, January next Ooh. year um i can't remember the date uh with a uh, dead weight 80 um i think that's it that hasn't been announced brother hasn't been announced yet hasn't been announced you leaked it bro <laughs> i didn't i haven't got the date though i haven't got the date yeah yeah exactly exactly, exactly. Haven't said where it is. yeah i can't remember the town <laughs> anyway <laughs> jesse as well I'm telling you nothing, so you don't leak anything more. What 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 are you on about? What what was said? That's exactly right. That's exactly. <laughs> You're going crazy, man. You're hearing things. Oh, yeah, that's shit. that's it. That's it. It's those it's those spirits. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What it starts the interview? We're two minutes in, and something was leaked that was not meant to be leaked. So. <laughs> we'll be right. We'll be right. Nah, that's all good. Evening to you too, Jesse. Oh, How are you going? I'm not too bad, mate. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. That's good, mate. You can hear me all good? I can hear you both. Yeah, man. Perfectly. How about on awesome. your end? Awesome. Can, can you hear me fine? Yeah, man. I can hear you just fine. All right. Well, that's important that we can hear each other because we don't want to be talking to ourselves and it would just sound really weird on the interview. <laughs> it would have been, it would have been, yeah. <laughs> That's like every time I do a podcast when it's just me, I feel like I'm talking to myself in my own unit and people are probably looking at me walking past going, is that guy all right or is he just a bit strange? But I have to tell people I'm doing an episode when I'm talking yeah. in the unit to myself. Uh, that's why I'm hiding uh, <laughs> away in that little garage with sitting on the drum set. <laughs> yeah. I'm in my partner's office. There you go. Yeah, I got me. Um, I got me gamer headset on. It's got the microphone and I've got the uh, voice isolation on it too. So, 
Should yeah, we hear anything I've got none of that. So. <laughs> Enough of the suspense. I should actually probably introduce Jesse and Liam before people start wondering who the hell is Sam talking to. <laughs> so Jesse and Liam are two of the four members of Inherit Nothing uh, who released Surrounded by Wolves, their debut EP, in May. I just looked at the date. I'm like, it can't be five months already since it's Jesus. been Yeah, it's been a while. It has been a hot minute. Yeah. <laughs> We've um we 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 must be a little inactive on Spotify then because uh from last week I checked we had we only had thirty four monthly listeners and I checked again today we're down to thirty so yeah hopefully hopefully we're not we're not saying it too much but some things are coming That's so right. get get excited so yeah. if anyone hasn't checked out surrounded by walls. You're missing out on a lot. It's probably the 11 minutes of best music you're going to hear that's fast and quick with a bit of everything in it, really. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate it. That's it. All, all credit to, to Jesse there. He um, he wrote the entire thing. Um, but, yeah, it was – I think Jesse can probably explain it a bit more. But um, and most yeah, of it was so... all, all songs that were pushed aside from an old project and – and yeah, here they are. Yeah. So what happened was I was writing for another band, and um, some members of that band weren't really in a position to kind of um, be in a band at the time. Not speaking badly of them, but just yeah, at the time they had some other things going on, which is fair enough. And um, I was working on some solo stuff anyway, and I just decided to use the whole EP as my essential solo project, and. Um, had Andy from used to be in a band called Artifact to help me bring it all to life. And um, yeah, it was kind of brought a, cause I'm very influenced by uh, the New York hardcore sound of like the late eighties, early nineties. And um, yeah, kind of put a bit of a, that kind of a spin on it. And um, yeah, turned out, turned out kind of the, just the way I wanted it to be honest. <laughs> because I, I think, cause what I found with Surrounded by Wolves is that, and this probably happens with a lot of people when they hear an EP first from a band they had never even heard of. We're actually going to get to the story of how I came across Inherit Nothing a bit later in the interview because it's an interesting story, but I'll leave that for a bit later. Yeah, I'm think, curious now. <laughs> because what I found with um, the EP is that there's not a bad song on it, firstly, but secondly, I feel like every song that goes after the next one is better than the one before. Real? I, I, I appreciate that. I, I don't really agree. I think that, um, honestly, Due Course and One Last Shot are my, my two favourites, but, like, um, yeah, like, it's, it's interesting that you say that because... Um, like, in my opinion, Due Course and One Last Shot are the two strongest songs on that EP. And the other ones are, you know, still I, I put my heart and soul into it. And so did um, Andy from Artifact before to help me bring it to life. But I just felt like those, the other songs weren't as strong as those two. And so it's interesting that you've kind of said that and um, have that sort of stand. Honestly, like listening back, like it's you know, 
Um, I, there's a few things I could have done a little bit better, but yeah, it's kind of kind of interesting that you, yeah. So I, I do appreciate that though, man. I appreciate the feedback, and yeah, it's that's kind of awesome to hear, to be honest. I will say, uh, one last shot is probably my favorite. Um, Drew yeah, course is yeah. probably my favorite to play, but one yep. last shot, just playing that, getting right into it. And especially live, like we we added um, the breakdown from a day to remembers Mister Highways thinking about the end. Um, so we added we added just to our live set the um, the disrespect your surroundings breakdown, and it molds perfectly off the back of it just to give the live show you know something else. So you know you can put more energy into that song, and I think being the song, you know the the name one last shot, and being our closing song. Um, you know, it is definitely one that sort of gets that, gets the crowd going, gets the circle pit going, and you know, and the song itself has a lot of a lot of meaning, and um, and yeah, it's just it's I think that's why I like it so much, not just sound wise. I think I think it's just the I think everything involved in it, like the meaning, and then you know, just like I said, that that live feel, it um, it just sort of hits different. I think also like. Right. Mm. Oh, sorry, Jesse. Sorry. No, you're all right, Sam. Go for it. <laughs> oh no, no, you go with what you were gonna say. Sorry. Oh, I was just gonna, yeah, kind of, um, yeah, say that, yeah, definitely not wrong. There's a different feel to it, you know, on the EP than what it is live. So you know, you kind of got to experience both to get the full inherit nothing experience. And um, yeah, it's it's a pretty much a song. Um, oh, it's kind of like. My not, I wouldn't say my life story, but it's like my story within music. You know, going from, you know, not not really being um sort of like, how do I put it? <laughs> I mean, you, you went um, from the rough uh, wings of deceit days with Andy. Not, yeah, not Andy from Artifact, but um our guitarist Andy. Um, not to get them too confused if you've already checked us out. Um, but yeah, it. So me and Jesse know each other a while, and yeah, you think coming from the rough starts of uh, Wings of Deceit days, along with all the other projects, this was sort mm. of the. Um, I think, as you said one day, um, it was like the, you know, this is it. Like we're gonna put everything into it, and if it doesn't yeah, work out, then, and yeah, it was definitely the be all end all. It was either inherit nothing, you know, not maybe not becomes the biggest band, you know, like. It gets off the ground, it gets going, and I get what I want out of it, or I just retire and walk away. Like, you know, like I've been through so much with other different projects from my rough beginnings with Wings of Deceit through to, you know, trying something new with um, my project Groove uh, and playing in Harakiri for the short amount of time that I did. It's the whole sort of thing and the whole trauma of like, um, you know, failing so many times. And this is my one last shot to really sort of get like not so much be a, a successful musician or a successful band, but a really succeed in my, in my heart and in my soul and really sort of do what I want musically and all that. And, and just in, in life in general. So, yeah. And I think if you're passionate about what you do and you love, you know, what you do, like it doesn't matter what, you know, other people might think of your music. If you like what you've put out to the world and at least one person likes it, then you know 
it's pretty special to bring music into the world for people that might not have heard this style of music or inherit nothing. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And yeah, like I, I, like, like I said, I really achieved what I wanted to with this EP really happy with it. Um, and yeah, one last shot is definitely a song that's like near and dear to my heart because yeah, it's it's straight up just honest. Like you know, like this was my one last shot. I'm recognizing like you know all the kind of shit that went down in my past, and you know, moving forward with the future and hopefully kicking goals. <laughs> I mean, well, you you did say the um, I think it was last week or the, you know around that time um, you went and seen Ghost in Sydney, was it? And Melbourne. Melbourne and um and you said uh someone had recognized you and gone and asked you, Hey, are you Jesse from Inherit Nothing? Complete yeah. stranger in a whole <laughs> other city. And yeah. I, I feel like if that were to happen, I could die happy tomorrow. It, you yeah. know, as small as we still are and and whatnot, it it it's definitely, you know, when Jesse told us that, I was like, yeah, that's that's actually fucking insane. And mm-hmm. like speaking of small goals, it doesn't have to necessarily be, you know, achievement, like high achievements in the band and stuff. It could be something as simple as like something on your car. Like I'm personally big into my cars. You know, you, you've done something that you've been wanting to do, you get it done. It doesn't matter what anyone else says. If you're happy with what you've done with it, then boom, tick that, tick that off. And um and yeah, uh, and don't yeah, and that's that's pretty much my message to a lot of people out there that would be listening is don't give a fuck what anyone says. So excuse my French. Um, oh no no, it's fine. The language <laughs> it's completely a hundred percent totally true. So yeah, like don't you know listen to the people that are gonna support you and and whatnot. It's yeah, do do what you want to achieve and, you know, and don't sort of hold back, just go for it, go nuts. Cause the only person that's going to feel the satisfaction out of it is yourself. Mm. And I yeah, think you put, it, you put it well there, man. Yeah. I couldn't have actually said that any better, Liam, to be honest. Like I could have tried to say it better, but I don't think I would have been able to deliver it as good as that. Uh, I'll try my best, try my best. But, um, yeah. I think yeah. the other thing with One Last Shot I find interesting is, like, the last track of EPs and albums sometimes can be the make-end or, sorry, the make-or-break song because the first five, six songs on the EP or album stand out and then you're ending on a song. But I think there's no other song on Surrounded by Wolves I Feel that could end... The EP like one last shot does. Yeah, no, I feel that for sure. Um, like I, a lot of the stuff I listen to, if I listen to an album, you'll have, you know, maybe your first three, uh, they're fairly similar, and they're the ones that you probably put a lot of thought into, and then the rest will could kind of sound like fill-in songs. Uh, I've noticed a lot of bands now. Uh, in, they'll release a couple of singles off the album and, you know, one or two will be at sort of your first, you know, in your first four, I guess. And then you'll have that one heavy one somewhere in to keep you interested. And then the last one's either stupidly heavy or it's one of those slower, meaningful songs. And, um, you know, just sort of finish it on a, on a good note. Um, 
but yeah, it's um, I think it it's it's definitely the a really good end to that EP. Um, and yeah, it's uh, but yeah, it's definitely one of the better ones that we got. Um, like Drew yeah, Course, Drew, Drew Course is just perfect. Like sitting number second, like it's it's our opening song now because of the little news report. Um, but in the EP, like you've got that you know quick hit and failure and then straight into you know due course and it's just like oh shit what's going on here and um and yeah but no it's a it's a good creation that jesse's made and definitely grew on me i'm not the biggest hardcore fan i guess you could say um there's a few well, i think I've, I think to. i've influenced a lot of people to become not so much become hardcore dudes but to just i've introduced hardcore to a lot of people locally and yeah, I think I've kind of surprised some people with um with what what it actually what it what it kind of is because I I talk to a lot of people and they say oh you know like I I say I'm in a hardcore band and they reference all these like death metal bands and all these you know like extreme sort of heavy shit and that that's just not what like you know there's there's metallic hardcore and there's heavy hardcore but that's not what hardcore is at its root. It's, you know, it's just raw, it's real, it's rough. It's, you know, it's, it is what it is kind of thing. And I think I surprised a a fair few of like my friends and, you know, my colleagues and all that sort of stuff when I brought out Surrounded by Wolves because it's, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's real. (laughs) So. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Funny story actually how, um, well, there's two stories to this because uh, I was talking to Jesse and this is before I talked to Liam or the other guys out of Inherit Nothing, but I actually found out that Jesse actually used to work in Warrigal. I now, did, I did. Oh. Your face does look very familiar. And I reckon we've walked past each other and not even realised. That's how small the world is, eh? Oh. Well, I used to Obviously. work at the commercial in Warrigal. If if any of you's any of the listeners know where that is, it's that was my place of work in 2019. Ah, yeah, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> yeah, I reckon I've probably walked past you. Then I'm like, wait a minute, now he's in inherit nothing. He used to yeah. be Riley, but yeah, he used to just serve piss and now yelling for a hardcore band. Yeah, screaming in people's face now. <laughs> that's it. That's right. Another funny story with Inherit Nothing is um, our guitarist Andy. Now Andy was in a um, in Wings of Deceit with me, which was like a a metal metal band that you know we were in. How was going? Like how to write music or what was going on or anything. But anyway, after writing and recording Surrounded by Wolves, I um I got Andy in the band. And Andy's telling me this story. He goes, oh, I was talking to a co-worker and I've gone, oh, I'm in a hardcore band. And she goes, oh, like, what, what are some hardcore bands that I'd know? Like, what are, what are some big big bands in the genre? And Andy turns around and goes, I've got no fucking idea. The funniest bit about that is, especially us, obviously, knowing Andy, um, he would he would have said that and kept the straightest face. Yeah, he would have. He would have. Like everything, everything he'll say in a manner like that makes him sound extremely sarcastic, but he's not. And just he just has the face. It's not. It's not like a resting bitch face. It's 
It's just that blank face of, yeah, no, I got no fucking clue. And then yeah. you're like, ha ha ha, you're funny. And you're like, no, I'm being serious. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, no, Andy is Andy. Jeff, I like Andy. Great I like playing Andy because, oh, 100%. He just likes playing music in general, and like because he, you know, he grew up with punk. He grew up with metal too. So like, it's it's a kind of a, um, but yeah, he um, yeah, he just loves playing music. And I've been mates with him for fuck. 2011, I met him, so. 12 years, that's. I think uh, I met Andy when he first met Jess in, like, 2019, 20, or yeah. 2020. Yeah. No, yeah, 2019, before COVID. Um, yeah. Fun times. Um, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I had no idea he could play guitar, and then he, I found out. I was like, oh, well, have you ever played an eight-string? Because at the time I had an eight-string, and um, he was like, fucking what? And I showed him, and he was like, well, this is a bit um a bit different, especially with the multi scale on it too, where the um you know the the frets aren't uh, vertical or even. Um, they sort of scale out. Um, and he looked dumbfounded. He was like, "What the fuck?" And um, but no, Andy's. I've, I've always gotten along well with Andy. He's um, and then when what from Razorback, so pre inherent nothing um. It's when Jesse asked me to join and play drums. And I was like, yeah, because I've played play drums since I was like 15. And so like nine years now. And and uh, he asked me to join. And he goes, oh, we've also got, um, I've also got Andy coming here to the gym with this. And I was like, no fucking way. Yeah. And that's just sort of the, the roots. Um, tried some other people out and, and whatnot, but, you know, some just didn't work. And we were more or less, it wasn't so much the talent. We were looking for that chemistry and, to be honest, that is one of the biggest things you want in in a band. It doesn't have to be skill level. It doesn't have to be this that. It's it's got to be chemistry. It's got to be how everyone gets along, you know, and and everything. And it does help when you know you've been mates since twenty eleven, like Jesse and Andy. Um, and yeah, like I said, I've never had issues with Andy. I've always gotten along with him, and and it's gone you know really well. And I suppose that now brings us to Dylan. So Dylan's our latest, um, our latest member. Um, you know, a, a, for a while oh, it was just talented, a trio. Yeah. Yes, Dylan is insanely talented, um, and he always has ideas. And you know, it's yeah, it's really good. We um, he he did he reached out to you, Jesse, and sent like a vocal clip of doing some screams over yeah. one of our songs. And the, I think he said he also wanted to try it. Yeah, because originally uh, it bass. wasn't, um, I was. Oh, what happened there? Are yep. we, are we all connected? Yep. Yeah, we're still all here. Connected. yeah I think yeah. I dropped out, but that's all right. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Dylan hit me up, um, after our first show, because uh, I was never meant to be the main vocalist. I was just, you know, the bassist and um, doing some, like, my little bits that I like, that I could do while playing bass. Off oh, that's TV right. We can't, and, we um, can't we'll forget have... Tom. We could yeah, have, we yeah I was about to Tom tell soon. the story with Tom. Like, but, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, what the original plan was to have, uh, so Wings of Deceit, uh, our, the first vocalist of that band, like, from years ago, um, Tom. Good he was Tom he was meant Cooper. to be the... 
he was meant to be the front man for um, Inherit Nothing, and I was meant to. It was meant to be like this sort of dynamic where I'd do the Aussie sort of yells, and he would he would scream over it. And we kind of played around with it, and it, for what Surrounded by Wolves was, it didn't really work. But we we didn't want to move away from Tommy. He was one of our mates. He was one of our brothers. We didn't want to not have him in the band. And then Tom decided himself to leave and uh, do his own thing. But he's got a kid on the way. I hope it's. I hope that's going really well for him. He's got a big family, so you know, like. All the best to him, but um, we kind of just left the door open for options. And uh, Dylan reached out to us. I'd love to do vocals, and uh, he sent us this video, this um, audio clip of him screaming over "Down and Out." And see, with it, it it just wasn't what we what we wasn't what we envisioned for in inherit nothing, but it just for what inherit nothing was and what people had heard of it, it just wasn't going to suit. Like it would have been two completely separate bands. Like it would have been, you know, like essentially a screamo band live and a hardcore band in the studio. And we just didn't want to confuse the audience like that this early on. So we, we initially, we actually knocked him back. Then, like, me and Dylan actually grew a bit of a friendship and he kept, like, you know, messaging me all these different songs and stuff. And I turned around and I said, oh, you look, do you want to play bass for us? And he goes, yeah, I'll give it a go. And uh, we brought him around and uh, we had a jam and um, me and Andy were talking. We're like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm keen for him to, for be, to be in. And Andy said the same. And um, we were going to ask Liam when he got back. And um, Liam goes to Dylan, so do you think you'll be ready by our next gig? So that was his, <laughs> that was his introduction into the band. So we, yeah, we were was... going to bring him on for one last shot, actually, um, for our last. So we're Hall of Hardcore two that we played here um, that we we set up. We had the idea of bringing him on and in because he was in the band at that point, but it was going to be our last show was a trio, and um, and we kind of had the idea floating around of, oh, we should bring him on for one last shot. And um, you know, and introduce him that way to everyone before we make it, you know, official on, you know, Facebook and TikTok and all that stuff. And um, and I think we decided like the day before, no, we probably won't worry about it. But um, but yeah, from that first jam session, he he fit right in. Um, yeah. And I was like, I like it. And again, like I said, it comes down to chemistry and and um, and yeah, I yeah. I, I wouldn't change it for sure. Yeah, chemistry and musically, he's just he's something else, and he's he's the missing piece that we needed. So, and he's got that energy. We we were doing. Yeah, he does. Like when we done the the surround uh, was uh, to suspect his surroundings breakdown on it with our first show playing with him because we don't we have only played one with him. Um, he I looked over briefly and um and he was just throwing his bass around, spinning around, and doing his thing. And I was like, perfect. This is awesome. And um, and yeah, he like like I said, I, I can't say it enough. He is just that he was that missing fucking piece, yeah. and and I wouldn't change it. He's he's definitely definitely a uh, I don't know how'd you put it. He's one of those guys, you know. And also he he's um he's got solo stuff as well. He, he's made a couple little projects. Um, they're more on the metalcore side, and um and. He yeah he, although he says he's not the the greatest mixer or anything, um he is a beast on guitar, 
Um, like we we were recording one of our newer songs that we're we're sort of working on. We're still in the very very early stages, and um and I was like, how do you do pitch harmonics? Like Andy does them so fucking well, and um he goes, oh easy. He just grabs the guitar, fucking throws about ten out there, and I was like, Jesus Christ, no wonder he's so good on bass. Yeah, you guys are all right. <laughs> and. <laughs> Speaking of the vocal side of him too, we uh we cover "Bring Me the Horizons Antivist off their Sem Eternal album, just because it, it it has a metalcore flavor, but uh it fits what we like. Our, it fits our sound very well, and we gave him I think two spots in the verses there um for him to scream yeah. over. And he he does the part of like I can't really do I can't really because I like I'm not I'm not gonna lie I'm not really a, a fan of Bring Me the Horizon or you know. I'm, I think Liam very much knows I'm an underground hardcore guy, underground. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but our, like I said, our, our overall vibe fits that song well live, mm-hmm. and and Dylan's vocals on it. I think it caught everyone off guard because no one expected it, and um, yeah, it was it was perfect. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> well, that's what I love about our shows. I just I love chucking in surprises like that, and you know, I've, I'm I've really don't really have an ego so like you know if i if i can't do something and dylan can do it then you know just palm it off to him i'll take a breather for two six and yeah back into it sort of thing you know so well it, in the videos that we've got we've got a couple of clips i've put them on um on our t- on uh yeah our band's tiktok um if you guys wanted to check them out um and it comes straight straight off dylan screaming comes straight into jesse with um the lyrics of Oh, is it? Um, United will fail, divided yeah. will fall. And that and, goes towards Manchester United. And it's fucking, in the video, it's perfect. Jesse's got the cat backwards. He's just screaming straight into the crowd. And it's like, yes, this is this is who we are. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, but, yeah, I think, oh, yeah, and speaking of your old projects too, uh, yep. The only band I didn't try out for because it was already a thing was Wings of Deceit. I think yep. you got me a tried out tryout on Groove um, yep. when it was when I was still in high school, and then I think I come over and played a song with you with Harakiri. Yeah, you, and, you did, you did, yeah, yeah. I think, and then you're, we were going to continue Razorback, but then quickly short, all oh, short after, um, yeah, we started Inherit Nothing. Yeah, and yeah, um, and yeah it's. It's it's only been like it hasn't even been a year yet, and it feels like we've already got this huge history. Yeah, fuck. It, it's ten crazy. years that no one knows about. <laughs> Pretty much, like me and me and Jesse met on a bus because I was going to Aubrey High School. He was going to what senior in Wodonga? Yeah, Wodonga senior. And we met through a mutual friend, um, and just happened to you know both like metal, like whether it was different bands and genres. You know, that's sort of how we clicked, and then, yeah. If we've so. if we've got time, we've got a funny story about that um, mutual friends that we met through the bar. <laughs> the bottle <laughs> one? You're no, about no, the no, no, no. So, Liam was he was uh, seeing this girl in high school, and um, you know they they were going all right, and um, they had a fight one day because uh, Liam was watching a show called Porn Stars. 
and she didn't quite realise it was uh, to do with pawnbroking and not not you know, other other dodgy shit. <laughs> and that's 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 my one story about that their relationship. Besides that, it was you know. I think I crazy. overheard. I think I overheard you guys talking about it on at the back of the bus, and I was like, "That's my girlfriend." And they're like, "Are you leaving?" And then boom, fucking friendship started. Yeah, that's it. That's right. I was yeah. no longer sitting in the middle of the bus. Off the no, public no. bus, mind you. It wasn't a school bus. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But, hey, what's going on? I'm just t- telling our life story. <laughs> you know what's fucking funny about this is? And I- I've loved every bit of the first half hour. I've never asked a single fucking question and you've already answered two of the questions I was going to ask. Conversation. You can ask him again. We'll, 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 we'll have another chat. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm, I don't have an issue with people being on the podcast and chatting over me. I'm just, I'm liking what I'm hearing of these stories. Like, I mean, yeah. I think the one about the bunk is a fucking, that's absolute gem. Like, to think that they thought you were thinking about the dodgy stuff, but the porn, because there's the porn brokers and then there's the other porn movie, which we won't yeah. go into. Good old uh, uh, 14-year-old me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it was a good show back in, you know, what, 2011, 20, 2013 when, when it was on. It was it was great. I Yeah, I watched it quite regularly too, and apparently Liam did as well. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will talk throughout this podcast, but I want to hear more about Liam and Jesse. So that's my yeah. theory. Yeah, but well, I'm actually going to get onto the story about how I discovered Inherit Nothing because a lot of people say it will be through Spotify, it will be through Bandcamp, it will be something like that. It's neither. So to cut a long story short, there's a page that's only just been um, – put together on Facebook called Band Boost Collaborative, ran by Jed and myself and a couple of other guys. And I saw that Jesse had messaged the page and was just saying how he was in this band Inherit Nothing. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to check these guys out because I'm a local supporter of Aussie music. And that's how I discovered Inherit Nothing. You're doing a really good job with um, with that as well, with um shouting out all the locals and stuff it's actually it's yeah yeah awesome. we really appreciate we we haven't yeah. really got anyone like that up here it's um it's the music scene here we're, we're trying to bring back and it's it's a struggle but no mm. it, it's really good having yeah. someone that's shouting out the locals but um anyways yeah continue well that's pretty much the story actually. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's what happened i think i think yeah, I, i've seen you on um on i think it was a group and um and you're like, oh, looking for, you know, people to jump on. Um, uh, like Jesse had mentioned he was going on the podcast. And um, I was like, oh, I'd fucking, that'd be sick. You know, da, da, da. and then I seen your post come up. I went, oh, here's my chance to jump on. And um, you're like, yeah, looking for spots to fill. Da, da, da. I was like, oh, yeah, I'd, um, I'm Liam. I'd play drums for Inherit Nothing. And then he was just like, well, I've got Jesse on. I was like, no fucking way. So, and here we are. Do you know what I, I, the uh, is Dylan or Andy, one of the other members, is like, oh, we want to jump on the next one. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I, I reckon I reckon do one with them six months from now is like a progress report. 
Yes. <laughs> Keep us in line. <laughs> well, I'll definitely have Jesse Lamb back on again already. And I know this yeah, seems to be not out. even close to finished, but I mean, <laughs> this is the I most. I really cool. started. <laughs> <laughs> and trust me, guys. Don't even worry about the swearing because swearing doesn't offend me. I swear probably worse than anyone in Warrigal. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty bad. I'm pretty bad with it. Not going to lie. <laughs> oh, they're only words. That's what I'll say. Oh, that's it. But, um, of course, I will be playing one last shot in the second part of the podcast that both parts actually will be uploaded straight after this interview, probably – Oh, maybe half an hour after we're done, if that. They're both pretty much ready to go. So Yeah, fuck oh, nice. And I've got some even better news for Inherit Nothing is that the big countdown that I'm doing in December, Inherit Nothing are in there somewhere. So, oh, that's the way. Thank you for that. So yes. every band that I've interviewed on the podcast are in the countdown. So that now guarantees that Inherit Nothing are definitely in it. Now we're in it I before it. Thank you. <laughs> you are a legend. Yeah, but, it's, yeah, but I, I don't want to mention the C word too much throughout this podcast, but I think <laughs> the problem with sort of um, what you were saying about there's not much of a per, you know, scene up your way and trying to get people to promote local music. I think it's ever since COVID that I think people are a bit worried to sort of get back into supporting the live music scene and going to gigs because they... Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of local stuff got shut, shut down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like... Two two big bands pretty much broke up from from the effects from COVID. I'm not going to say it's directly caused from COVID, but yeah, COVID definitely didn't help. So no, uh, I think I think is one of them Visioner. Yeah. Oh well, like you know, I can't really speak for them. I don't, you know, I, I know them, but I don't know them greatly. But yeah, they um, definitely didn't help. I happen to be them. wearing I happen to be wearing one of their shirts right now. And uh, Ooh, if you no. haven't if you haven't checked them out for for the listeners, search up Visioner. Now they, even though they were no longer together, and I'm sure you've seen the memes of when you discover a new band, oh, they're no longer together. Um, you know, Visioner is definitely a band to check out, and a few of the members from that are actually in a band called uh, Soul Sleep, and they've just released their first single. They've also got a cover of Young World Out. So if you if you like electronic groovy metalcore, I guess you could say. Um, that it, they are definitely want to check out. I'm actually in one of them in the music video for one of their singles. Um, I think it's the one they released. Uh, Glass Hearts, I believe it's called. I can't remember. Um, and yeah, no, definitely check them out. Um, definitely something different, especially, you know, having the following that they already have um, up this way is really good. Like they are locals. They're from around here. And, um, and yeah, definitely check them out. They're mm. good. Funny story about the drummer of um, Soul Sleep, actually. I hadn't realised this, but um, I think it's Jesse, the drummer of Soul Sleep, is my cousin's partner, and I hadn't For even real? clicked. He, Jesse was playing bass for Vision, though, too. Yeah, because yeah. um, my cousin goes, oh, are you going to see Soul Sleep tonight? This was when they were um, playing with Ironstone and Outer Worlds down in Melbourne. I'm like, 
oh yeah, I'm playing. I'm going to see them. And um, my cousin goes, oh my um partner is the drummer of Soul Sleep. I'm like, no fucking what? That's a small world. That is crazy. It's no. like pity I didn't get to catch up with Jesse, but I mean, you know, there's that connection now, obviously. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's a small world. It, it is. It's crazy. 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 Yeah. But yeah, no, I have heard of Vision Art, but yeah, I didn't yeah. actually realize up until a couple of months ago that now a few of the members of that band are now in Soulstorm. I hadn't even clicked that. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're um, no, they're they're definitely good. Great bunch of guys too. Yeah. Yeah. Did a good cover of Going Blood too. I thought it was really well done. Yes, and it wasn't. It didn't vary too far away from like the original song itself too. They um, no. they they sort of kept that kept its original roots and just changed it up ever so slightly. And um, mm. I thought, yeah, I personally think it was really well done. So shout out to those boys. Yep. So if you're listening to this, check out. I know they're no longer together, but check out Visioner. Check out soul sleep and inherit nothing and any other bands from you yeah, may as well check out harakiri too and <laughs> may as well gotta gotta check out sunday's ruin um they've played yep. two of the shows with us now we're gonna play yep. the third but their their basis happened to get covid and he's got a really bad immune system so he, yeah. he had to pull I've out i've got a funny story about um about that too so i dropped the flag that they lent us off uh at, at wally's house and I'm knocking on the door, and I'm hoping that like his his missus answers because he, he's got COVID, so you know I didn't want to get it from him. And here he is, groggy as fuck, looking like a fucking zombie. Answers the door, and I'll put the I'll put the flag down. I've run. I'm just gone. Have it, bro. I'm going to win That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, he was well and truly screwed. Apparently, yeah. And, no, he was he was no good. <laughs> he was I, fucking uh, gone. I, I was. I was working a night shift job at that time and I was like, when I found the news out, I listened to that EP uh, on repeat like for four to five hours straight. And um, and I was like, hey guys, I'm pretty refreshed on the EP if you guys want someone to jump on bass if you still want to play. But um, no, nah, they're very much one for all, all for one. And yeah. um, which you, you can't you, you can't take that away. That That's really good. But, um, but yeah. yeah, you know, I was more than happy to jump in, which would have meant... Um, we play then them. So if I if I did play with them, then that would have meant drumming for us, bass for them, and then try and watch to dead weight eighty. And that that <laughs> would have you could have done it. Could have you could have done it, man. I was pretty stuffed after our set. Anyways, I was like, fuck it, let's yeah. put everything into it. That's it. <laughs> wasn't it? Wasn't a great was, day. But... That was a mess of a night. Oh my god! Like first Bailey from Oblivion. Uh, put a stick through me, uh, through me snare, uh, which oh, I knew that was going to happen at some point. It was just a matter of when. And then, um, and then there was another band that played after them because my 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 kit was the um sort of the house kit, and it was you know simple rules is you bring your own sticks, snare, and cymbals and and kicks, and um and yeah, and I was more than happy for Bailey to use the snare. That was fine, um and whatnot. And yeah, stick went through it. I was like, no worries, shit happens. And that, uh, and um, what's the other band? Uh, Sheep. He, their drummer goes, oh, you can use mine. I was like, all right, sweet, thank you. And then so they played their set, 
And oh, little did I know he was using my sticks and snapped one of them. And thank God I had a backup there. Oh um, no! Yeah, yeah, I was not too impressed, but he did let me use his snare anyways. And uh, if you see one of the videos, you can see me uh, jump up on the kit during Dylan's little bass solo and um, in one last shot, and I, I stood up on me throne and and the snare, hoping I wouldn't fall through it. But um, I was just trying to get the crowd all hyped up and. And yeah, it was a it was a crazy night because not a whole lot of people came, but the people that came, oh, they, was, yeah, the, pe- the people a, that came really fucking made it the night, so fucking we're yes. happy with that, and yeah. And we also had the return of the Jedi, Star Wars battle in the mosh pit. That was pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm gonna yeah. say this in in a way that's I'm I'm joking, but. If you're not prepared to have a lightsaber duel in the pit for us, we don't want you at the show. We do, but we don't want you there. <laughs> if we create a wall of death, then you better be right in the middle. <laughs> Make sure. Pro- probably just pull noodles. Like We don't want to seriously hurt anyone, but the idea is lightsaber duel. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. The stuff you see in moss pits now. Uh, that yeah. day... That unify when there was a game of you know being played during one of the bands I thought was the craziest thing I'd ever seen, and then <laughs> nothing no, compared to a right. lightsaber duel at a inherent nothing show. Yeah, um, that's, Where, that's the way. That's was, the way we like it. There was there was the lightsaber duel, and as well as the circle pit going around, it was perfect. Yeah, <laughs> that's the yeah. it was really good. That's um, yeah, that's but that's us. <laughs> we um uh, we we try to go. We try to make our shows, even if they're small. Um, you know, we try to make it one to remember, and yeah. we try to put everything into it. And and you know, don't don't get mad if people don't turn up. You know, it, it, the yeah. people that will turn up, they're they're generally the ones that will support you through and through. And um, and yeah, it's. Generally, I think I do see why some big bands say smaller shows are, you know, more impactful, I guess you could say. Um, they they just hit harder in the soul because, again, like, you know, the smaller people will just go go harder. Um, and, yeah. But, um, but yeah, any, any yeah. What, what I think you have the- some questions for us, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> On Deadweight 80, though, just for a second, because those guys are fucking legends. They're new oh, songs. aren't they? Oh, I still haven't checked it out yet, eh? I'm going to have to do that after this. I'm a massive Nicolas Cage Flutter fan, and to throw Nick Moriarty from Nicolas Cage Flutter onto Slip Into the Dark is just pure gold. It just... Yeah. Fuck Oh, I've and, seen some of their little clips on Facebook, and um, and yeah, I from the little ten seconds I heard, I was like, I got to listen to this. I just haven't yet. Yeah. Nah, they're well, they're an amazing band. They're an ama- they're amazing live. Their studio work is incredible, and yeah, they're one of the hardcore bands that I definitely look up to. Um, like they are on the heavier side, which um, you know, I I don't always vibe with, but a hundred percent. Like Deadweight 80, I definitely vibe with them and like can't thank them enough for like everything they've done for us as a band so far. And um, yeah, Josh Stewart in particular, like fucking love that dude, fucking like an older brother to me. So yeah. And fun, fun fact, he happened to offer to be our um, booking agent too, 
which yeah, so we are going we'll to slow down a little bit next year. We're going to focus on the new material and stuff and whatnot. But, um, you know, we, we do plan on hitting the stages pretty hard. Yeah. So I'm going to uh, – it's an unfortunate that I'll miss Dead Weight on Friday night a whole lot of love because I wanted to see Artifact and The Orphan as well. But I will get to see Dead Weight the following Saturday with Vilify and Barebones at Last Chance in Melbourne, which is going to be awesome. I, 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 I missed Artifact once. Um, they played with Transstate and – it was a yeah. massive show at Paddy's and I had beach balls and everything in the um in, in the mosh pit. <laughs> yeah. I saw them with, with Indestruction and they were yeah, they were great then. That was when Andy who produced Around oh. by Wolves was in, in the band and yeah, they were, it was great to see him. So yeah. and I haven't seen him since but yeah, um fucking been manning too, so I'll definitely get around to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's but just back to what, just quickly, um, Liam, I don't think it's a um, bad thing that you've missed the Deadweight 80 song, given what was released last week in new music here in Australia. Like, there was that much released. I haven't even caught up on it. Yeah, no, yeah. I think I got sidetracked by uh, Ice Nine Kills' new single that they released. And um, I think that's what sort of got me sidetracked from... Uh, from Dead Late 80 but no I will definitely check that out later but, um, if you haven't yeah. listened to them give them a bloody listen people mm-hmm. they are good Josh puts so much into their live performance too oh like, he does he pours everything like he's I won't I won't say too much but you know he, he mentioned he had has a bit of a dark past and he he puts everything like everything he can in, into everything and like the last show we played which was with them uh, where we mentioned that another whole lot of people turned up, he he they still went a hundred percent, and and the energy was just fire. Like I was so dead from our set, and um and I still managed to find the will to have a bit of a mosh and scream some words back at them. Um, but no, they're a lovely bunch of guys, and yeah, twins. Are, there's yeah. both guitarists are actually twins, believe it or not. So. Um, Seb screwed up the first time he met Julian and Race. He called Race Julian by accident. That was <laughs> easily. <laughs> I just call them the twins. I just call them the twins. Yeah. Yeah, I got one on Facebook and I said happy birthday to him the other week when it was their birthday. And completely forgot. Oh, hold on, there's twins. I should say happy birthday to both of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Happens, man. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. We should actually get into some questions. Yeah, we should. We should before I get yeah before it's bedtime for me. So yeah. Uh, yeah well, how the band crossed off. Um, favorite song of Surrounded by Wolves crossed off. How did you come up with the band name Inherit Nothing? So um, yeah, Lee came to me with um with a list of band names and um we you know we didn't want to continue Razorback because we thought that was disrespectful to the members of Razorback that put so much into the single Sleepwalker that we did and um we just wanted to kind of you know we wanted to leave Razorback open to reform if 
those members wanted to uh, down the line. So what we what we did was uh, Liam came to me with a bunch of names. Inherit was on that list, and I've gone, oh yeah, that that sounds sick. Uh, Inherit is a already a band, a hardcore band from the UK, and they've played with a bunch of bands that I love. So I didn't want to kind of nick their name, even though they've been broken up for quite a while. I didn't want to nick their name and kind of roll with their thunder and all that sort of stuff. I wanted to kind of come up with something original. I and think we came I had up with a- Inherit the Crown. Yeah, yeah. I thought like well, there was Inherit the Crown and Inherit the Rage and um, like those were the two contenders and I thought, nah, they both sound cringe as like I'm not, not vibing with them. And then I thought, what's the most hardcore thing you can inherit? And it's nothing. It, you know, we're inheriting nothing from our previous projects. Like Liam was in Collapsing the Kingdom. Andy was in um, Believers in Fiction and Wings of Deceit. I've been in, you know, quite a few bands over the years. But even though we've had all that experience, we inherit nothing from it and we're starting from scratch anyway. So that's that's where the name came from. It's, it's, yeah, that definitely works really well and isn't cringy at all. It works in well with the band and, yeah. Yeah, well, sh- yeah, Collapsing the Kingdoms was definitely a good experience because um, our vocalist Justin had so many connections and, um, and you know, everything looked like it was going to happen. But I think trying to find our sound being a, um, a blackened deathcore band um, hence why I had the eight string and, um, and yeah, but, uh, sh- shout out to him and his project, Wretched Dawn. Um, they had a single or two on YouTube. Um, and, and yeah, no, it was, uh, it was odd that I didn't get along well with their drummer and he, he called me a shit drummer cause I, I had a crack on his drum kit once and he had it set up very much like Travis Barker. So everything was a bit out of reach for me cause I'm out like a short guy. And he's like, you're a shit drummer and da, da, da. And I was like, okay, well, listen to our shit now and try and play that. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, I, like, I, I know this drummer and I, like, I know he's a talented drummer, but at the same time, he does not have a very good reputation. Like I've heard countless things about him and just yeah, very much a good decision that that band, at least with those members didn't move forward. I'm glad that Justin did his own thing. I'm glad that Liam joined me because inherit nothing probably would have been a studio project. Otherwise. And, and, and um, Josh, the other guitarist, he, um, they're now in He's he's now in the project. Um, Archangel. Then they, they Is just he? released. Yeah. They just released. Their single suffocate. Um, right, I didn't. I didn't know that he hard. was in. Oh yeah. fuck! Who was I thinking? I was thinking of the bassist. I was thinking of yeah. I... Uh, bassist was Joel. Um, Joel. Yeah, I was one. thinking yeah. of him. I got, I got confused. Yeah, yeah. Joel, Joel's God. crazy on the guitar. He, he every weekend yeah. he'll be, have a drink up and just play some old seventies yep. and eighties classics on his, on his guitar. He, he's a funny character. Yeah. I actually only just checked out Archangel the other day because I think they came up in a um, if you like this band, you may also enjoy this band on Spotify. And 95% of the bands probably the last two years have come from that column. And I just checked them out and like, I can see, you know, the vibe about them. And, you know, first single sounded really good, actually. 
Jaden, their drummer, um, fun fact, we, me and him tried to start a little little band a while ago, and I think it was the last thing I tried with any sort of music before in here or nothing. Um, and, and yeah, no, he's a good good guitarist. Josh was actually, he come and, you know, played with us, and we had another mate of ours, Dylan, um, come and do some vocals, and we're just trying to find the overall vibe and discuss where we wanted to go, and we had a bit of a jam out Twangata there. and But um, nothing really just sort of kicked off, I think, we all sort of had slight different ideas, which, I mean, with with Inherit Nothing, we like we all have slight different tastes in music, and I think with hardcore, although it's like as Jesse mentioned earlier, it's raw, it's hard, it's just is what it is. Um, you know, you can bring so many different options to the table, and I think we do that quite well. And um, you know, and as I'd mentioned before, there, there's a few hardcore bands I listen to, probably more on the mainstream side, I guess. Um, and, and yeah, I, I can definitely interpret a lot of, um, sort of heavier drumming, like some blast beats and stuff like Jesse put blast beats in, in this, um, in this EP and you, you don't really hear blast beats or anything in, in hardcore. And so we, we do try to give it a, a little bit of a different flavor and, um, you know, and try and mix it up a little bit, try and stand out a bit more and. Just throw everything that we we can into it, and um, but yeah, so you know, don't shy away from if people got different ideas on sound and stuff, just create something and it'll be what it it'll be. Yeah. And the smoke went out. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, anywho, uh, I'll that's probably an indicator of Liam, shut the fuck up and let the man talk. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see and ask some more questions. Yes. All right. Uh, favorite, least favorite thing about being a musician? Ooh. The Liam, you can go first. I'll have, I'll have to have a yeah, go think. Uh, there's a lot of the, okay. There's a lot of cons in being in a band that when you're actually trying to you know get somewhere, I guess. Um, uh, stress. I think stress is the big thing. Like you can be in a band, you can just write songs and, and have fun and play shows. Um, but when you're trying to put stuff out and you want to do merch and stuff, I think financially it can be very stressful. Um, you know, and you can, as much as you can say, it's not about the money. It, it can be very, very tiring. Um, I've had moments where I've been like, fuck, I don't know if I can do this. Um, you know, and thank God for Jesse going, no, you'll be right, man. We'll get through it. We'll work it out. And, uh, and, and yeah, and I, I think that's also why I got back into MMA so I can train again, get fit, try and compete someday and, and relieve some of that stress. So I can think clearly. And, um, but yeah, I think, I think the stress itself being in a band is probably the least favorite thing, but at the same time, it's so rewarding. Yeah, my least favourite dealing with um, not so much dealing with um, musicians you don't see eye to eye with, but like dealing with like in, in, in my experience with music and what's turned me away in the past is um, a lot of ego from a lot of other musicians being put off by that, you know, particular personality or whatever and just essentially – 
going too far down the rabbit hole that you need a break. Like that's kind of the, yeah, it's the different energies from different people who aren't really on the positive side, but more on the negative egotistical. Well, I don't want to say egotistical, but like. Um, I think yeah, people just, that want to just be better than you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just going to say, yeah, people in the music industry or music scene with a negative vibe and negative outlook on just, just anything. and yeah, they, they think they're king shit when yeah, you know, we're all just yeah. trying to have fun and make music. Like, I don't really sort of get into it too much, but like, um, or deal with those people, sorts of people too much. But when I do, I can find it quite draining. And that's what I, that's probably the least, least favorite thing about being a musician. My favorite <laughs> thing is going to all the different, all different cities and um, out of town trips and all that sort of stuff. Like we're playing Wollongong uh, next weekend. We've played Sydney earlier in the year. I've played in Melbourne with Harakiri. I've, you know, I've I've travelled around and that's that's probably my favourite thing about being a musician. Mm. I think the touring part and getting to travel, play different cities, meet different people from different states, from, you know, New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia, wherever it may be, I think that's a real positive and a bonus of being a musician. Mm. Yes, for sure. Um, it can yeah. definitely be stressful, like and scary. Like I'm, you know, I have me sketches about going to Wollongong and, and the trip and whatnot. But at the same time, when you get there and you play, and just in the moment, it's one of the best feelings ever. Yeah, you, know, you just gotta sort of bite the bullet and just go for it because you never it. know who you're gonna meet. Like you could meet a band that's gonna go, "Hey, we're doing a show at this time. Do you? We there's still a spot." You could meet a promoter. You could meet someone from the label you know, and whatnot. And, and yeah, and speaking of labels, I think the reason we get so stressed is because we're, we're straight up independent. We do try to do everything ourselves and, um, you know, with very minimal support um, other than friends and family and, and ourselves. And, um, but yeah, you just got to get out there. If you're in a band, just, just hit up anyone you can and just get out there and play shows and meet as many people as you can. It's yeah, the most rewarding fun. feeling. And if you fuck up on stage, you fuck up on stage. I've dropped sticks about 20,000 times. <laughs> yeah. You full like nearly passed out at our first show. No, um, I, uh, the first show. Um, I can't remember kick, what happened, but you looked a bit bugging. The, no, yeah, the kick, um, I didn't screw up. Uh, I didn't. Oh, yeah, so that's right. Yeah. So I had to try and put that in. And um, cause, so, and people were like, oh, he can't breathe because he's wearing a mask. So I was wearing this uh, purge mask. And I was going to have this sort of cool sort of look because a lot of my favorite bands, um, you know, like Mushroom Head, Slipknot, and and even Sleep Token, like they all have a mask. And I'm kind of like, it, it's sort of my way of inheriting, you know, coming back to the band name, like my way of inheriting my my favorite musicians. And um, and I was just going to have this sort of, you know, persona about myself. But well, everyone's just like, just take the fucking mask off. You'll be right. And I was like, I can breathe through it, but okay, whatever. You know, and yeah. then boom, <laughs> here I am. But, um, yeah. but yeah, no, it's, yeah. Just get out there. Have fun. That's it. Um, but I think also like for a lot of people out there, for fans that worry about, oh, 
like on the same token as what you've been saying, I think there's a lot of people out there that are too afraid to go to live music on their own as well. Mm. Yeah, it can be a bit daunting when you go there and you don't know anyone. Um, and I, yeah. I feel that I do suffer social anxiety and stuff myself, but um, you know, being in the band itself, it actually helps that. Um, you know, I, I can't even go to clubs these days, even if I'm with my partner and or, and friends, it's just the amount of people. But, you know, something about the metal community itself, you could say, um, you know, it just brings a different vibe. And, you know, I'm just in a different zone. And, um, you know, so I do get that. Um, you know, I try to go with people if you want, but otherwise just get out there and just get in the mosh pit, have fun. And, yeah, it, and just enjoy yourself. Like I said earlier, like the only person that's going to get satisfaction out of anything you do is yourself. Mm. So, and, yeah, just live in the moment. And I think, um, you know, because I get the old, the question of, oh, you know, people ask me when I go to gigs, it's like, oh, so did you go, have you come here with friends? And I'll just go, no, nine times out of ten, I'll go on my own. And they're like, you actually come to gigs on your own as if they're shocked. And I'm just like, it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. I went to come back here on my own. That was fun. Oh, do we have a story about that? We, uh, we seen, I'll keep it short. Um, we had a last minute decision when we went and seen D's nuts, um, at Paddy's with, um, a couple other bands and, and, uh, we got talking to their vocalist JJ and, um, we're like, well, when he is playing in Australia again, like down these ways or something, oh, you know, it's not confirmed, but we might be playing with Comeback Kid. And Chase is like, well, we'll definitely have to come and see you guys. And I was like, see them? Why don't we ask if we can play with them? We can open for them. And JJ goes, I'll put in a good word. Jesse's eyes lit up like a fucking Christmas tree. I mean, like, <laughs> he's probably forgotten by now, but like it'd be a, it'd be a cool cool thing to happen. Yeah, like I said, in the moment you're just like, yes. Yeah, that's it. That's right. Yeah. Well, can um, you just don't know now because, like, we're seeing a lot of up and coming local bands getting on some pretty big bills here in Australia. I mean, Earthcaller from Melbourne got on the bill with Amity Affliction and Silverstone. I mean, Vision yeah. have played with. Um, they've played with Northlane. Uh, like they opened with North Lane, they've. Uh, I think they played with um, Thornhill as well. Um, I, there was another band I think they went and opened for at some point too. That was fairly big, and um, and yeah, it's possible. Mm, it is definitely possible. Yeah, I think though, as much as I don't want to say this too much, but I think it's sometimes not what you know, but who you know in the industry to get your foot in with those oh, big bands. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, we'll just find out, eh? Yeah. It's like with Unify in Tawanloa. Like, you think a place of Tawanloa in Gippsland of 500 people, yet the names like Architects, Straight from the Path, Parkway Drive, Kublai Khan, DX, these bands have all played in a town of 500 people and you'd think it would never happen. Yeah, no, you're right. No, definitely something on my bucket list to do. Mm-hmm. For sure. But I think also a lot of people didn't really know the Gippsland area 
as much, you know, five, ten years ago. Now it's got a bit of a reputation of the music scene because of, you know, Ocean Sleeper and Atlas, Mirrors, etc. starting to make it big around Australia and even some parts of the world. Mm. Mm. Just like Alpha Wolf too. Alpha Wolf were really small for a while and then they just, out of nowhere, they blew up. Yeah. Void of Vision's the same. I mean... Yep. I think in, in, in Heart's Wake. Can, yeah, In Heart's Wake. Polaris. I mean... Yes. Oh, yeah. Polaris. There's nothing to say inherit nothing else going to be the next Alpha Wolf or oh, Vision. God, if we're the next Alpha Wolf, I'll, I will gladly, you know... Let's just get through the moment. next EP first day. <laughs> yeah. Well, do we have some plans in store for you people? Yeah. You're going to love it. Yeah. Let's just release What's that. This? There we go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I've only got two more questions, and I probably should have said this at the start of the interview. Now I felt really bad. Um, if there's anything that Liam and Jesse want to ask me in return – far away as well, but I probably should have said that at the start, not an hour and eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, so, no, you're right. Um Sam, when are you when are you gonna check come check inherit nothing out of the show? Okay. <laughs> That's a fair question and a good question. I um, mean I mean can you get to Wollongong next weekend? Yeah. I'm not working next Saturday, funnily enough, but Thanks. unfortunately I'm a bloody dead weight eighty. Oh, yep. Yeah. Nah, you're on. You're on. We'll, uh, that, we'll definitely acceptable. catch you soon. Um, no, no. I was going to say, I don't want to put a dampener on something and that show gets postponed. But if it got postponed, I'd go up to Wollongong. But yeah. I'm hoping it doesn't. <laughs> we'll, we'll send you the flyer so you got the address and everything. Anyways, yeah. um, I had a question, actually. Um this is going to sound funny, probably an hour, nine minutes in. Um, what is your podcast actually called? Because I don't think we've actually asked. No, that's actually a good question. And I probably actually should say what it's called because people are probably going to be like, we want to listen to the interview of Inherit Nothing and One Last Shot, but we can't find it. Yeah, I've got a few friends that want to um, check it out when it, when it comes out. All right, so the podcast is called Sam's Alternatives and it can be found on Spotify under Sam the Man 29 or one word. All right, sweet. So what I'll do after this interview finishes, I'll send both Jesse and Liam the link to both parts so you can share it around and... um, yeah, people can find it on Spotify. I'll put up a post as well so people know. Sweet. Yeah, sounds good, man. That's awesome. actually a very important question there, Liam, It is. Actually, because <laughs> if people are wanting to listen to it and don't know where to find it, it's actually not important. You oh, need I'll, it. Have you got I'll a... i um, it everywhere. Have you got a cool intro for it? Like, Sam's Alternative. Check it out now. <laughs> Like, feel like Talk is Jericho, you know? Talk is Jericho, baby. Maybe you can do something like Sam's Alternative, brother. Sam's Alternative. Kind of like um, Nick Diaz doing the Joe Rogan one after one of his fights. He goes, Joe Rogan podcast. 
Um, wait, where'd he go? Um, train by day, Joe Rogan by, by night, Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Or like the yeah, Ron Burgundy so podcast. Ron Burgundy podcast. Ron <laughs> Burgundy podcast. Like, you need, yeah, you definitely need something like that. Yeah, I think I need uh, to inherit on something with that. Uh, yeah. I, I tried to do a trailer and then it, it just um, wouldn't let – I tried to record it and then it wouldn't actually go to my episode. It would oh. just – disappear so i'm gonna have to look into that i think 100 100 that'd be sick even yeah. if you had one of our songs uh play, playing as the intro yeah we could even write <laughs> you a fresh song we, we will write and record a song just for your intro why not what? <laughs> <laughs> shit i wasn't expecting that now no, i don't what? know what to expect anymore any day or, or in one of our songs, we'll have a breakdown, like a call out right before a breakdown. And we'll just be like, listen to Sam's alternative. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Gotta do that. That's actually funny. Yes. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? We'll get it sorted. We'll get it sorted. <laughs> Sam's alternative, motherfucker. Dun it, dun it. <laughs> Just copy like not Samuel L. Jackson sort of podcast intro because doesn't every movie Samuel L. Jackson's in? He goes, motherfucker, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, that was off topic of um, Samuel L. Jackson. Show my age too when. He started Pulp Fiction and saying that, so... Uh, Quentin, <laughs> Quentin's got some good movies. They're, they're fucking out there, but they are some good ones. One of my favourites, definitely, uh, from Dust Till Dawn. Which, uh, with oh, good old me. George Clooney. You've got to check out Neil Breen. His films are something else. I don't think I've heard of him. You need to Google him and you need to watch all of his films. As much as you can anyways. He's quite a filmmaker. That's all I'll say. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. You're not laughing now, but like when you watch your stuff, you'll be you'll be crying in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Probably like the first time you discover houses. I was oh, on the it, floor it's, dying. It's better than houses. It's it's not the same <laughs> vibe, but it is better. You'll love it. Trust me. Hell yeah. So uh, things to look into, I guess. Hundred percent. Yep. All right. What's uh? All right. What's his last couple of questions you got for us? I'm kind of eager now. Okay. Yep. Which band would you like to be the support act for? If any band from overseas and these nuts. There's okay. too many for me personally. Oh God. Um. Fuck. Let's just go right, with so, Comeback Kid and D's Nuts. Well, for, for me, if I so I'll pick two, all right? So if I have to go to me roots, um, you know, I grew up on Metallica and Megadeth and, believe it or not, El Nino um, and Slipknot, early Slipknot. Um, That's going to be a so, different lineup. Yes. I'd, uh, so probably I'd love to, you know, hopefully open for, like, Metallica. That would be a dream come true. Um, and 
if I go something a bit a bit more modern, um, there is too many. Um, okay, this is hard. Um, fuck it, yeah, probably El El Nino. If um, if if we're good, um, yeah, Metallica El Nino only because they're they're mainly just the roots and. In El, El Nino is still pumping today. Like they are. If you don't know who they are, El Nino, I double L and then N I N O. They're a Mexican new metal metalcore band. And no, not everything's in Spanish. Some some stuff is. They are. It's just I get a lot of my inspiration from them. Yep. They're, they're definitely definitely good. Um, otherwise, the alternative choice would have to be Slipknot. Sure. Well, not best not be coming back to Australia. There's your opportunity, maybe. Oh, if if we could before Corey Taylor retires, because he said he's only got about five years left in him. Yeah. That'd be that'd be fucking awesome. I can meet Jay Weinberg. That'd I be met awesome. Jay. Yes, you bastard. <laughs> oh, speaking of Jay, I listened to um the Downbeat podcast today at work. I'm a I'm a sandblaster and spray painter, so. If I'm in the booth uh, sandblasting, I just normally either have music or a podcast on. And, um, and yeah, I was listening to Downbeat with Jane, Jay Weinberg, and um, and it was good. I was just sort of preparing myself for this one. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I'd fucking love to hopefully just sleep not. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'd obviously, I've said a couple of times, I'd like to play with Comeback Kid, and I'd love to play with Dee's Naps as well. There's... Those are two of my favourite bands, and I've seen them both live. And holy shit, did they go off! Some other bands I'd like to play with, though, if I can um, judge. Judge very much influenced Inherit Nothing Sound. I'm surprised I haven't got a you know copyright infringement from them. It'd be a great compliment <laughs> if I did. <laughs> but no, nah, um, judge. Oh, even a, Speed. Speed would be yeah. A good speed, idea. yeah. Um, Gorilla Biscuits, Youth of Today. Um, fucking agnostic front band, like re- real hardcore bands, like fucking, like I've said, you know, me and Liam have completely different taste in music, but yeah, fucking just love the old school hardcore. Uh, and, uh, he, yeah. Here's a mutual ground then. Uh, stick yep. to your guns. Yeah, yeah, stick to your guns would be a good one. Um, that'd be good, go. that'd be good to play with. Um, but yeah, just a, a band can, a lineup consisting of any of those bands would be ideal to play and be, yeah, fucking next level. So, yeah. That'd be huge. They're touring this year, I think. Or was it early next year? Six year guns touring. I got the name. I think it. I think it was early next year. Uh, Because they're playing a whole heap of festivals at the moment. Believe it or not, they're um, and they've just hit their twenty year mark as well. Mm. Um, they released a little documentary that I watched. Um, Stick to your guns are definitely a huge inspiration. Um, discovered them when I around the time I started playing drums and. And yeah, they're um they're a killer band. They have a lot of influence from a whole lot of different genres, but they started from the main hardcore roots. And um and yeah, they think when when their vocalist oh, I can't remember his name. God, that's that's terrible. Um, when he speaks, like he you can really feel it, and that's pretty much what it's all about. It's very family, all for one, one for all orientated. Mm-hmm. Just back to Il Nino for one second. Funny story is the first time I came across Il Nino was through Freddy vs. Jason, the horror movie. Yes, they're um, 
How can um, I lose? Yes. Oh, God. I even learned that song in Spanish because I, I, I grew up with one of the albums, uh, Confessions, that has the Spanish version to it too. Yep. And, um, but yeah, I, I was pumping that probably when I was like eight years old, I reckon. And loved it. Loved it. And it's a big, yeah. It's a big year for 20 year anniversary albums because Butterfly Effect begins his 20 years and um, Sunk Lotto between birth and death, both 20 years as well. So, yeah, makes me feel old, eh? Makes me feel old. I know that. So I'm I'm nearly 25. I'm 25 in March, and and yeah, I'm 47. (laughs) Fucking not. The amount of people I get with that is fucking ridiculous. How old are you, man? Have a guess. Oh, like 26. I'm like I'm like 38. eh? Everyone, everyone gets shocked when I say that I'm. 37. Everyone thinks, no, you're not fucking 37. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I got a full beard. I can hide but... my young age. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm only 24 and I, I got a full beard and everything. Like when I grow it out and I can hide my, my young self and people will think <laughs> I'm like close to me 30s. I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, and the last question, where do you see Inherit Nothing in five years' time? Um, probably at your local cafe playing a really shit gig. No, I'm kidding. Um, Just having a coffee at that said local cafe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, God, in five years, well, hopefully. Um, maybe Unify, maybe. Um, but hopefully in five years... I see us actually oh, hopefully making a living out of it, especially if we stay independent and really work it out like a business too, um, then we can live our dream. That That's that's the goal anyways. Yeah. I think ideally too, like, you know, we've released Surrounded by Wolves. I want to release more sort of EPs. I want to do a couple of singles. I want to eventually work on a full-length album. Um, just, yeah, keep on keeping up with, with the consistency of releasing music and playing shows and just keeping Inherit Nothing overall just alive and the overall hardcore scene alive because hardcore was kicking ass for, for many years in Australia and then it, it died in the arm. And it's kind of only, it's resurgence with bands like Speed and all like, you know, nerve damage and terminal sleep bands, you know, bands like that. Um, and to kind of keep that, movement going and you know even though we're not as big as those bands but to just um like potentially get up to the level of those bands or just you know continue like just 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 keep it rolling keep the ball rolling you know sort of thing with both hardcore and inherit nothing so we're um we're definitely we're going to release some heavy stuff we're going to release some more uh punk orientated stuff too um and yeah, it's, we definitely have a wide mix in there for everyone too, and just drawing everyone's inspirations in basically. And and yeah, hopefully in five years we will be one of those bands. And um, yeah. And speaking of, uh, when I mentioned that we sort of try to, you got to try try and run a band a bit like a business when you start. Up. Um, have we still got any shirts left over? We have plenty. Well, like enough. <laughs> <laughs> we got a couple. Um, we got. 
if you guys want some merch, hit us up and we'll be more than happy to sort out a way to ship it to you. Yeah. Um, if you follow, if you find out t- the TikTok page I, I run for us, um, it's Inherit Nothing HC for hardcore. Um, and you'll see a little video I put up of our T-shirts and picks. We actually have um, our EP logo on, on guitar picks. Um, and we've got fucking plenty of those. And I'm sure if you order a shirt, we'll probably chuck a couple in for free. And I've got to do a, like a little bit of a plug here. All that stuff is available at my partner's shop on Mate Street called The Crafter's Cauldron. And, um, yeah, it's it, I'm very proud of my missus for um, getting getting her, her business up and going and opening a physical shop that people can go into. And, like, she's into a lot of witchcraft and, um, like, uh, what, um, homemade crafts and all that sort of stuff. So, like, I'm happy that she's embracing who she is and she's putting that on display. And I've literally just snuck my stuff in there too. So. <laughs> I'm sure, um, I'm sure yeah. we can sneak in some other local band merch in there as well. 100%. But, yeah, if you're into that sort of stuff and you live in the area or travel through the area, do check the shop out. It's, yeah, a couple of other local artists are in there and doing their own sort of things. But, yeah, that's... Uh, definitely a little cute little shop to check out if you're in the Aubrey or Donga area, if you live here or whether you're just passing through. It's definitely a, a place to check out. But don't be, don't be afraid to hit us up and, um, and yeah, yeah. Um, hit us up if you want merch because I'm working on a store, like an online store to open up at some point, uh, probably late to early or late January, early February. Uh, it'll be – I've already saved the name and I'd own it. It will be inheritnothing.store. Um, and we will have our own little website with our merch as well as probably some other little local bands as well in there and all profits will go to them. Um, now, however, the shirts may be a bit more expen- expensive on the website end as you've got to save or put money aside for tax. It's really annoying. Um, but if you catch us at the show then we'll be more than happy to work some deals out for you. So it'll be bloody awesome. And we'd love to meet you. Yeah. 100% we'd love to meet everyone. Hey, Baba. Little ones come to join the, uh, join the chat. Uh, yeah, I've been pretty lucky. I've been pretty lucky. I haven't been disturbed yet. So, yeah. It's come, though. So we, we might have to wrap this up pretty soon because I feel either the dogs or Baba wants to – my Baba wants to have a bit of a cuddle. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, I'm thinking it probably is best we wrap up in the next few minutes. As much as I've loved this, but obviously family and also I guess both of you are working in the morning as well. So yeah, uh, six six a.m. starts always fun. Up at four thirty oh, every morning. Oh, I don't know how you do it, really. Give me, Baba. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's good. Yeah, like I, I I'm. We um, but I finish at two thirty or every day, and me and my fiance go and do some MMA um down the road and train together and whatnot. So we always sort of stay busy, and unlike today, took that time off and we had a little band practice without Jesse. We uh, yeah. we done a quick little forty five minute run through. We just played our set, and we're like, all right, sweet. <laughs> Can't wait. For Sometimes Thursday. they just need my their time away from me. I think they just need some peace and quiet. I tell a lot of um, like really bad jokes, like not not dirty or like inappropriate, but just 
real shit jokes, and I think they just get a bit sick of it from time to time and need to have a jam without me, you know, but peace and quiet. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was definitely, it was actually different, uh, like difficult because we'll, um, we're, we're also used to going off your lyrics as well because we, we don't play to like metronome or anything. So we just we just go off what we're hearing. And um, and so while we're playing, we're trying to play the songs through our heads. And um, But yeah, it's not, it went well. We just had a quick little session and packed it up before we got too loud and too late. And, um, and yeah, and then I was just sitting here pacing back and forth all day until this started. So yeah, well, it's been a pleasure. Like- it's been awesome. Man. Me and Liam have been very much fans of podcasts for a while, so it's you know kind of surreal that we've had this opportunity to be on a podcast and tell Inherit Nothing story while also telling our story leading up to Inherit Nothing. So thank you, Sneaky Sam, for giving us the opportunity to to do this. This has been great, and yeah, it's been been it's been crazy. You'll have to have Dylan and Andy on next. Oh, for and sure. I'll say this after every podcast is. I hate when the chat has to end. That's the most, the one thing I hate about podcast interviews is it has to end at some stage because. But yes. um, <laughs> that's always the main. I've had a ball chatting to both Jesse and Liam, and I'd have you guys and Dylan and Andy on at any time throughout. Thanks, man. Do you do you have like a little studio set up for your podcast? No, I don't. That's something I probably should invest in as well. I'm actually just sitting at my kitchen table with uh, my phone and a boom mic, and that's about it. Well, um, I reckon what we could do, which would be a sick idea, because I, like I mentioned in the in the chat, um, I, I've always wanted to sort of start up a podcast as well. Ever since they sort of started blowing up, I was like, I love conversation, and you know, conversation goes. You know, everywhere and um and I thought well you know if if we um sort of get some stuff together I reckon next time if you have the other boys on um fuck, we could even do a video podcast we'll get we'll get some extra mics we'll get a little set up and we'll we'll have a you know full upload I guess you could say mm. oh, the is entirely on your lamb like I cannot be all right <laughs> sort out cameras and all that sort of shit. But we'll just set up two. This all Joe Rogan has. He's just got two set up. <laughs> I'll just I'll come to your house and we'll do it. Like that way, I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> I can pick you up. <laughs> now I'll drive all the way to you guys. No, that I don't drive. Firstly, that wouldn't help. Man, and no. secondly, that's a fucking long way to go. If we have next time we have a show down there, we'll um we'll we'll come to you. How about that? We'll have, we'll have the whole band there. I've and I've got to go to Warrigal for for a show next year anyway. So like any any time we're you know playing in Gippsland, I've got to go to Warrigal specifically. So that's yeah, more than more than okay. So uh, <laughs> Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, it'd be, I reckon that'd be a sick idea. Have the whole yep. band there and we'll, we'll upload a video or something. Yeah, um, no, that really sounds, that sounds like a really good idea. I, oh, it'd be awesome to interview you guys and Dylan and Andy again at any time in the future. And um, I think that's the one thing that I get out of this more is not so much that... 
like the feedback's great, but when a band or artist says they want to jump back on again for a chat, that's about that's worth its weight in gold because they've had a good time and it means they want to keep up this contact. I think that means more than anything in this world to me. Yeah. No, it's it's awesome. I, I love it. It's um yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's only the last like couple of months I've been really getting into it, and it, it's kind of more relaxing for me, anyways. Like when I'm working, I used to always just listen to music, and some days I just go, I don't know what to listen to. I listen to like everyone, and you know, so I started, you know, especially getting back in MMA. I, I'll just do a lot of the MMA show with Joe Rogan, and you know, and then just other podcasts as well, getting into like space and music and all that stuff, and it's more calming. You know, you, you, I find that you get a lot, a lot less annoyed at things that might inconvenience your work, uh, especially when you zone out in the zone like like I am. Um, not everyone obviously gets to listen to music while they work, but um, it just helps. And I, I think that's the other thing that makes me go, I want to start a podcast and have people want to want to record it, you know, and talk to just everyone and anyone, whether it's mu- musicians, boxers, MMA fighters, um doctors fucking anything just anyone with a passion yeah yeah and and just have a conversation and you know whether it goes for 30 minutes to two hours or so and just yeah and just talk um you know you learn your opinions and things will change that you know hopefully you don't get anyone on that or you know get upset by your beliefs or something you know and no you can't eat the water um, you just got to be careful <laughs> that shit, man. Like, you know, it's like, and everyone's got in, they're entitled to their own opinions and yeah. And yeah, you know, actually just having a proper one-on-one or, you know, th- conversation with people, like you all put your thoughts into something and, you know, you, you learn a lot from, from everyone. Like, and as the saying goes, you judge people on character, not, you know, from everything else. You know, it's, you, you can, you can be a Trump supporter. You could be, you know, Biden's water, you know, you can still be friends. Mm. You know, it, it doesn't matter. Like, mean, you like, don't make... We can say that in Australia, but I don't know how to go over in America. <laughs> uh, Trump 2024. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Liam, you're going to get us killed. <laughs> I love Trump. When it, when it comes to politics, I say nothing. <laughs> Oh, speaking of which, we're um we were gonna do a little breakdown in the song. We we had the idea. I think Jesse was drinking. And he goes, "We should put every China hit on the drums with Trump's voiceover saying China." <laughs> so for the and drums, Liam and Dylan thought I was being serious. I was like, "That's actually kind of a funny idea." You just have the mentalist breakdown, and instead of you hear the, it's just China. <laughs> <laughs> And Dylan goes, oh, yeah, we can try it, but I don't know how it's going to go. And Andy's just thinking, what fucking drugs are these cunts on? <laughs> He's literally just like, what the hell? <laughs> uh, anyway, we better wrap, wrap this up, up because I've got, I've got some errands to run. I still got to go and have some dinner. <laughs> yeah, I will. Uh, no, but- it's, been, it's been absolutely awesome, man. It's gone too fucking fast, pun my language, but it has. Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. No, it feels like it's been half an hour. It's been uh, yeah, yeah. two and a half. Oh, what? An hour and a half. Yeah. 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 I, yeah hour and a half. I bet my um, family feels like it's gone for half an hour too. 
Uh, once again, Liam and Jesse, it's been an absolute pleasure. Man. From inherit nothing. It's been awesome. Yeah, it's been good. Been good. Yes, and thank thanks again for the the support for the locals as well. It's it's fucking awesome. Yeah, mm. thanks, fella. Uh, and um, yeah, I'll keep supporting inherit nothing. You, you guys know that. Yeah, I might be however long it is away from you guys, but I'm here in Gippsland representing you guys. So, thank oh you, yeah, thank you. And you will get this link to the interview and the episode literally in about oh, half an hour, forty-five minutes at the absolute most, probably. Fuck Hell yeah! I'm on the way to work tomorrow. Yeah, I, I might even listen to it while I'm painting and blasting tomorrow. That'd be sick. <laughs> we'll see how we I sound on, on over the phone. Oh, you don't want to. I hate listening back to my voice. Same. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> nah. The joys, the joys. That's it. Yeah. Alrighty, man. Well, Alrighty. enjoy the rest of your night. Oh. And, um, and Jesse, are we on for Thursday, Jim? Um, no, I'm in Melbourne Thursday. That's right. I think yeah, I think it was just Thursday. Ah, uh, Thursday, yeah. su- Sunday. Yes, Sunday. Sunday. I'll see you there, brother. Sweet as man. Alrighty. All right. All right. Thank Catch you, William and Jesse. All right. See you, brother. Have a good Have one. A good one. You, you too. Yeah. See ya.